Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all. Might be afternoon, might be evening. It is Sunday, August the 8th, and this will be an expanded edition of the Paul Truesdale podcast. I'm going to do our intro, then I'm going to do our disclaimer pretty quickly. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we are doing in terms of my mobile 10 and 16. I'll explain what the difference is between the two. I'll give you some additional details on what I'm doing when it comes to traveling and vehicles and all that sort of thing. We're also going to do something a little bit different today. We're recording this with multiple microphones. We're going to try to see how this works to see if the audio quality is a little bit better, a little bit tweaked. And so with that, let's get to our intro. I'll get to our disclaimer pretty quickly. I'll be right back in 59 seconds. The Paul Truesdale Podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner. The Paul Truesdale Podcast. General business and economic observations. Individual wealth. Tips, tricks, tools, or techniques. And thinks that made Paul raise his eyebrows, shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. So when I've been in business now for over 36 years, for the last 30 years, I basically have had a office-based practice. What that means is 99% of my appointments, the clients come in to see me. I don't go out to see my clients. I just don't do that. And the advantage of that is it's efficient and effective. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, I do have some clients that I've become closer to. Uh, I actually will use the word friends. There are several down in the Tampa area, and I look for an excuse to get out and go there. I also do uh, several social events in Tampa. One of the things that I am absolutely opposed to, I'm not going to be using this word anymore. Not going to use the word networking. I hate the word networking. I think it is absolutely full of, well... Not only cow manure, but full of horse manure as well. I hate that word networking. I realize that it's the current flavor of the day. Everybody wants to say, oh, we're networking. No, it's just called socializing. And I will tell you, there's a fellow by the name of Ed that I am beginning to have a, I would say, a a friendship with. I hit my microphone. I like to hear a little ding. I'm not going to leave it. Not going to take it out. It's there. And this guy knows how to do... a social group. You know, you don't need to always be pitching. One of the podcasts that we were going to do involved why you shouldn't be networking. And I'll talk a little bit more about that on this podcast. But today, guess what we're going to do? We're going to talk a lot about my mobile 10 and 16. Now, I'm going to talk about companies such as Apple. I'm going to talk about Rode and all of their microphones. I'll talk about Sony. I'll also wind up talking, there I did it again. The new setup, new microphone, my bad. We'll also talk about DJI. So because we're going to talk about several companies, what I want to do is get the disclaimer out of the way. I'll be back in 52.6 seconds. 
Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. Now, let me make this perfectly clear. Uh, I have staff, and I have staff both here in my primary office in the Ocala International Commerce Park. I not only built, I own the property. This is called the Truesdale Professional Building, and it's designed to meet my needs, and it works fine. Kelly and I, we're constantly working out of this office. That's the way it is. One of the things we did over time, uh, let's see, around 2000 and maybe 15, I guess it was, we completely modified the office. There was a reason why we did it, but we literally have taken down uh, since then. In 2015, we built our podcasting studio. We built our our video studio. We sunk a tremendous amount of money into equipment and everything else. I got to tell you, we we did it right, but at the same time, we did it wrong because so much technology took place where we now have converted those into offices and what I, I've said this a thousand times, what used to cost a million dollars now costs a hundred thousand or less. And you can't just go out and use your iPhone and, you know, do stupid stuff on YouTube and, and think that you're going to be a, a success at this stuff. This takes a lot of time and effort. I've been doing this for a long time. My first broadcast, let's see, uh, it's 2021. So my first audio cast over the internet and I'm bouncing on the microphones. That's, that's my fault. New arrangement, muscle memory isn't quite there. I guess my first podcast was in, it, I, you would call it a uh, on-air thing. It was 1968. So what, 53 years ago? <laughs> God, unbelievable. But it is what it is what it is. And what I do know is that there are some things that never change. So what I'm going to do here today is I'm going to show a lot of you who are out running around how to do what I do as the chief executive officer of several companies of our overall family businesses. But more importantly, again, the tools that I think are just absolutely fantastic to use. So are you ready? Because I am, and I think this is going to be kind of cool. Okay, now we're going to put a photograph up online, and it's at paultruesdell.com. That's paultruesdell.com. Go to the podcast. I'll leave these two photographs up for a while, and eventually I'm going to take them down. For those of you who are clients, always remember, never forget, some cool things are getting ready to happen, so bear with. I'm not going to go into any further detail. Let's go to number one. I have three different iPads, and... One of the things I like is I like my big giant iPad. And that's what you see there in the photo. And we have a, my son has put a wooden cover on the back of the thing. That's what you see that. And I use the iPad extensively when I travel. Now, the nice thing about it, it fits in a messenger bag. So when I'm casual, I'll use my messenger bag. I also have a leather bag. I'll, I'm going to show you all the different bags that I use at some point in time. I have a couple of really nice uh, briefcases. They're all from uh, Bosca, and 
well, I guess you would call them your um, your attorney bags. The, the thing is, you, you need to not only dress to the occasion, you also have to have your tools that fit the occasion. So an iPad is amazing. One of the software programs I use a lot is called Notability. A lot of you who were in college and took a lot of notes, you know that Notability is a fantastic program. And so the pencil there is actually an Apple Pencil. Again, it too is wrapped to uh, look like a pencil. So those are the two items, one and two. The iPad is amazing because I don't have to drag books around. What I normally do is keep a book that takes forever to read. I usually keep a paper back in my one of the vehicle, whatever vehicle I'm driving, so that if there's a power outage, whatever the situation, there's always a book to read. You should know I carry a go bag. In my go bag, I always have food, I have water, I have your medical supplies, uh, you always have self-defense equipment with you, so that if I'm caught out and, you know, things go south, I can take care of myself for up to a week. It's just one of those things. I think it just makes sense. Most people don't have go bags. Everybody in Florida should have at least a large plastic tub so that you can pick it up and go in case of a hurricane or inclement weather or who knows, even violence. You also want to make sure that you have at least one or two cans of gasoline around. I think everybody should have at least 12 gallons of gasoline around. If your vehicle gets, let's say, 20 miles of the gallon and you're really low on gas, at the very least, you can get a couple hundred miles up the road. And if the traffic is jammed and you're idling, that sucks. Again, I can talk about the advantages and disadvantages of electric vehicles. That'll be another podcast. I've already talked about that once, but... The bottom line is you want to be able to go and get if you need to get and go. But we're talking about being mobile. Now, remember, I work at my office all the time. But when I'm out and about, you know, you got to do things. Now, some of you have just one job. You sell a trinket or you sell a service or you sell some type of a product. You're not in management. I mean, you manage yourself, but you're not managing various companies. I have to do that. And so... This is applicable to a lot of different people. Please understand, I think the iPad is one of the greatest inventions on the face of the earth, as well as the Apple Pencil. Again, I highly encourage buying one of those big ones. Now, I mentioned to you that I've got several of these because I've got the medium-sized one, the small one. Because When I read, I like to read on my smaller uh, Apple uh, iPad I can also read on my iPhone. In fact, I've read, my wife can't stand this, I've actually read entire books, and I mean really big books, on my iPhone as a challenge. Now, the other thing you'll see there is number three. What is number three? Well, number three is a key item, and that is my Sony digital recorder. Now, throughout the day, no matter where I'm at, that thing is in my pocket, and I'm always making notes making notes is critical if you're going to be successful in life. Most of the people I've met, they don't make notes. Now, understand that, you know, I did work as in law enforcement in a variety of different capacities. I did really well, and I was fortunate enough to be honored and, and uh, decorated. Let's just go with that. And I, and I really appreciate my career, both in Wisconsin and in Florida. Most particularly, Tampa Police Department, second to none. Absolutely second to none. And I remember when Jane Castor, who is now the mayor, who used to be the police chief, when she came on to our squad, 
and she was a rookie. I always thought that she had an interesting capability and style about her. I followed her career, and it's no surprise to me that she rose through the ranks. Great administrator. So what do you got to do? You got to take notes. As a cop, you learn to take notes. Dumb cops never learn it. You know, they don't. But programmers understand that if you're a programmer, you know how critical it is to take notes. If you are a successful salesperson, you know how critical it is to keep notes and to organize those notes. But how do you do that when you're meeting hundreds of people in a social event? Well, you find a way to handwrite things, but also you get in your car and you're getting ready to leave. You take a few minutes and you make a whole bunch of quick verbal notes. You're in the elevator, you're going down to the first floor. Let's say you're at the center club, you're at uh, one urban center, and, and uh, you're writing the elevator down. Don't just stand there with your finger up your you-know-what. How about taking out your Sony, I use a Sony, and quickly making notes. Get down, either digitally or on paper, as rapidly as possible, the things that you're otherwise going to forget. The reason you want to take notes, and this is important, always remember you want to take notes because if you keep trying to remember everything, it's going to clog up your brain, and that you don't want to have happen. Now I'm going to move down to numbers 7 and 6, and then I'll go back up. Number 7, I have, gosh, and this thing literally is 40 years old. I have a trifold, they don't make it anymore, Levenger, I'm sorry, Daytimer uh, leather cover. And Daytimer sold out, and the company's nowhere near what it used to be. But this thing was cool because you can see those little white pieces of paper. Those are index cards. They made it so that it would fit index cards. Now, I use field notes. That's number six. And field notes work best for me because they slide into the various slip covers there. And if you slide over to number nine, that's my iPhone. Now, my iPhone also has my driver's license, my concealed carry permit, and I keep one credit card in there. That little rascal slides behind one of the slips there so that when I'm walking around, everything is in my hand. My phone, my license, my permit. In fact, this thing is of such a size that I can even slide a gun in there. Totally concealed, in my hand, if somebody does something dumb, they're going to pay a serious price. So this is an amazing tool. They don't make it anymore. You can find them every once in a while online uh, used, but it is what it is what it is. So question, Paul, you just got done saying that you have an iPad you take notes in. You also got done saying you have a Sony that you take notes in. Yeah, but sometimes you want to simply sit back and doodle and draw so let's say I'm in front of somebody and I'm explaining why direct indexing makes sense. I'm talking about military procurement portfolios and how I manage that. Let's say I'm going through why ETFs are a very dangerous investment and how leveraging in today's society can cause a lot of problems. I'm making all these notes and I hand it to somebody. Now let's slide over to number eight. The top business card is my personal card. Many of you have gotten it, paultruesdell.com. And then I have fixed cost financial is my corporate card for fixed cost financial. I've got more damn business cards and you can, and Carter has pills. So I'm talking to you and I hand you my business card, but then I might have my notes that I want you to have on an index card. 
Before I hand you the notes, I'm going to use my phone, number nine. I'm going to take a quick picture of it, and we're done. So you can see where these come in really, really handy. Now, let's go back up to number four. Number four is a moleskin, and I believe in moleskins. I've been using moleskins for a long, long time, probably 35 years now. And then I stopped for a short period of time. It goes back to my days at university and the professor, wonderful lady, who uh, passed away um, right after uh, I had my last class with her, uh, three days afterwards. Terrible. And um, she basically was an old bag woman at the University of Wisconsin. And Man, she, she just loved and she instilled the love of Hemingway and Fitzgerald with me. And I guess because Hemingway wrote all of his manuscripts in moleskins, I adopted it as well. So one of the things I do is I journal. I journal in the morning, noon, in the late afternoon, and in the evening. And it's not Dear Diary. Dear Diary, this is what I did today. No, I write things that I want to permanently remember, but I want to be able to page back and forth. This is where I put my two do's. This is where I get things organized. Now, let me make something really clear to you. You will never meet anybody who's more technologically advanced than me. Very few people. I use technology all day long. I am surrounded by a bank of computer screens. Uh, I've shown my computer, my office, at my working office several times. And uh, let's see, let me count them up really quick. I have, I think, eight computer screens around me. I have several um soundboards around me. I've got my iPhone, yada, yada, yada. It's not to impress you. It's to tell you that I understand technology. And sometimes you just have to have space to look at things. I mean, I don't understand how anybody can work without a minimum of three computer screens. I use mine like crazy. I'm not a programmer. Now, programmers, you tend to be in one screen. That's what you highly focus. But I have to do not only rough programming, but I have to review all of it. I've got a Look at the marketing, the finances. I'm always doing research on investments. I mean, it's a lot of damn work. So my point being is that paper is something you can just go back and forth and back and forth. And you just got to do that. You just, you got to work it. What do I need to do next? What am I always doing? So these are critical items. And again, the moleskin has a very specific goal, a specific task. My field notes... Sometimes I'll just want to write one thing after another, after another, another. I don't have the moleskin handy. I've got all these ideas, all these notes. I'm, I'm, boy, I'm just working it. So between those notes, you know, okay, I want to talk about, uh, let's say, what the implications are for Boeing and, let's say, in the space area. I make some notes. Then what I do is I can reference real quickly to my Sony, and I can babble it out. So I can get a tremendous amount of work done. Then what I can do is I can take my Sony, download the audio to my phone, take a picture of my notes, ship it off to my office, and what's, what, bada bing, bada boom, bada bang, we can have the transcription, I can have somebody begin working on the editing, getting it cleaned up, there's the outline of what I want done, I never had to be into the office, I don't have to go wait for tomorrow, it's done. So, one of the things I also do is, I will gather people together periodically and say, Let's have a conversation.
So when I have a conversation, I can say, you know what, let me sit down with you and, and we're just going to mic up and go with it. Now, in my office, I use Rode, okay, R-O-D-E. You can go to Rode, R-O-D-E.com. You can look at their microphones. And all of our microphones are either the K2 or the NKT. I also have several NTG3s. Those are the shotgun microphones. So we've, we've got several microphones. They're all pretty top quality, to be very blunt with you. They're not cheap. Um, I think they all go for, I don't know anymore, a grand 500,000, whatever it is. But that's important. You want to have good sound quality. But in your picture, what you're seeing uh, are a couple of things. First off, we use a Smart Lav Plus. Now, those two little lavs you see are broadcast quality. They're professional grade. And again, literally the cable is Kevlar reinforced. So you also have windshield mounts that you can put on these things. They're, they're really wonderful. But the key thing is I use it with an SC6L mobile interview kit. So if you look in the picture, this is what's going on. The labs are plugged in. The kit, you can see if you look closely, the middle is for headsets. So I can plug a little earphones and headsets in there. I can hear, make sure everything is fine and dandy. All of it fits in number 10, okay? It fits in a little bag there. And so I can sit down and use the Rode software or any other software that I want, but I use the Rode software for recording. And I can say, hey, Bob, how you doing today? Good, Paul, what's going on? Well, let's have a conversation about Boeing. Yeah, Boeing, what do you think? about? And off we go and we have a conversation. Hey, Bob, what do you do? Well, I'm in human resources. What exactly are you looking for? Who are you looking to meet? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, Bob, what's news because of COVID in, in human resources? We can do interviews extemporaneously and it's fantastic. Now, we've got the interview. What do I do? I can ship it back to my office and say, hey, strip out the silence, clean it up a little bit, boom, and have it ready for me for my next podcast. That, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, is absolutely critical because it saves so much time. But now I want to go back up to number four and number five. What is number five? Those are pens. <laughs> That's right. So one of those pens, the one right in the middle, that's a roller ball, and I use that a lot. But one of the things that I do is I use fountain pens. So the one on the top, that's a Mont Blanc, and the other, those are fountain pens. And I'm going to tell you straight up, when you pull out a fountain pen and you're in front of people taking notes, you would be surprised the number of people who will say things like, that's really cool, I just don't see fountain pens. No, you don't. And what you want to do is you have to always remember, never forget, you're not there to impress or bullshit. What you want to do is you want to set a tone. So if you go, my dad used to say this all the time, son, make sure that you never do business with people whose shoes look like a chocolate bar. Now, my dad was a Marine in World War II, and he was spit, shine, handsome, clean cut. He did it by the book, okay? My dad made money during World War II, spit, shining other guys' shoes, and he would do the brass on their buttons. They had a few bucks here and there, but that's what made him quite wealthy in life. Doing those little things that nobody else would do. Oh, I'm too late. Uh, yeah, well, you go to hit the hay and dad's going to get up and turn the light on in the, in, the, in, the, in the john so that the barracks doesn't wake up. And he's shining shoes. Now, some people would say, yeah, boy, you're just an old shoe shiner. If the old shoe shiner had money, okay? Back in the days when people had victory gardens, we had food coupons. 
rationing. We're getting back to that, I think, at some point in time. But the point being is you got to set a tone. So you go to an appointment and your car looks like hell. Well, okay, so if it was raining and dusty, that's one thing. But you can tell if a vehicle's been waxed. You can tell if the tires have been cleaned up. You go inside, you can tell if it's been vacuumed, it's being taken care of. There's nothing wrong with driving an older vehicle, but just take care of the damn thing. Same thing with your clothing. I see people all the time, they, don't, they never met an iron. Their, their, their clothes never met an iron. They go into the dryer, they come out, whatever, and it just is what it is. It's like bags. I got news for you. You're setting a precedent that people will remember. A lot of times when I do podcasting, or should I say when I'm online in Zoom, of course I'll put a nice dress shirt on and I'll put a, a, either a, a, a blazer on, one of my jackets. Uh, Jesus, I got enough damn suits. I've got over, gosh, I, I looked at the other day, I've got 36 full suits and all then almost the same number of blazers. Here's the thing, you know, COVID, yeehaw, what do you do? So I, I've got all these dress shirts. Why don't you just put a dress shirt on and a blazer and look like a professional? Occasionally put on a tie, occasionally put on a, a vest. Nothing wrong with that. It's the same thing with your writing utensils. You pull out a moleskin where you got lots of notes in it, you put out a th- pull up my uh, my uh, day timer, my three ring or not three ring, my trifold. Everything is organized. It's the same thing with handwriting. If you if you write like a two year old, that's terrible. It's like the late. Yes, here's another thing, guys. If you have children, teach your children how to write in cursive. Teach your children how to read in cursive. A few podcasts ago, I talked about. I heard a story of a person who their granddaughter needed somebody to read the graduation card for high school because it was in cursive. They couldn't read cursive. I don't know how in the hell you can graduate high school and not be able to read cursive. I mean, for real? I mean, that's, that's freaking sad. I'm going to take, uh, get a quick cup of coffee. I'm going to play something for 30 seconds. I'm going to wet my whistle. Be right back. <laughs> Now remember, this is brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. Go to FixedCostFinancial.com, FixedCostFinancial.com. That is the company we're getting ready to take public. And I would love to share with you how it is so dramatically different and better, in my opinion. Let's go to number 16, the picture that's got 16 items. Now you'll notice number one, two, and three are the same. You'll notice number eight's the same, number four. But number five, one of the things I do carry with me a lot is I carry my Apple iPods. I always have a pair of wired headsets I can carry as well. But those things are absolutely amazing. Of course, number 16 are the business cards. But if I'm going to be out overnight and I'm going to be at a hotel, I'm going to be traveling extensively, I'll take my, my uh, what is it, my Apple uh laptop, whatever the kind it is. It's one of those real thin ones. It's fairly brand new. That's number 11. You, you, you might say, well, wait a minute, you already have an iPad. Why wouldn't you use that? The, the keyboard on an iPad, even though it's the one that you can type on, 
as well as on the screen. It's just not the same. It's not the same computing power, in my opinion. You just A bigger screen makes a lot of sense. Now, one of the things I do is, if I have to do a Zoom conference, that's what number 10 is. It's a little simple device where you can clip in your phone and you can set it up anywhere. Now, for number 9, this is kind of a cool item. This is an Osmo OSMO. It's from DJI. And it's the Osmo Mobile 3. Now, what this little rascal does, I can put the phone in, and the where it goes is right above the number 1. Turn it on, and it will follow my face. So let's say I'm at, um, I, I don't know, let's say I'm at a, a Four Seasons, and I've got to do a, a video and send it back to the office for whatever it might be. I'm getting ready. Let's say I've been asked to do a presentation, and I can't do it in office. So I have to simply, okay, nice little backdrop. I set the thing up, and you can see what looks like on the bottom. It looks like it's divided. That gives a platform. That opens up into a platform. And I just set it up, turn it on, put my phone in, and just have it so it focuses on my face. As I move from left to right or up and down, forward and backwards, it will zoom in, zoom out, back and left. It looks like somebody is operating a camera. Kind of cool, right? So I can say, well, how you doing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, Paul here. I'm not in studio today. We're out in the field, so bear with me, blah, 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 and off it goes. So that's where it comes in handy to have, of course, the microphone. I take number 15. I take the Rode Podcaster or the mobile podcasting studio, and then I just use one of the lavaliers. I hook myself up, and off I go. So it works well. Um, it is what it is what it is. Of course, you have all the power cords that you need in the world. But the other thing I do is I use an anchor, A-N-K-E-R, A-N-K-E-R. That's number 13. That's a big old battery pack. And number 14 as well. Now, number 14 is kind of nice because I can keep that in my pocket. My phone's getting a little bit low. Plug it in. Off I go. I've always got an extra power source. I know a lot of people will go out and use power from other people. I tend not to do that. Um, yeah, I get it. You know, there's, there's nothing really wrong with it if it's available. But I kind of have this idea that's called stealing. <laughs> you should always ask, can I use your electric? Can I plug in? And I'd rather not ask. I'd rather have it with me. It's just me. And um, so you can see on uh, number 13, this thing's been beat up. I carry it all. I have two of those. I keep, uh, I usually carry two. One will always be in my go bag, which I mentioned earlier. And I have two of the number 14, the small anchors. Um, I, I love these things. They're just really, really cool. They're really efficient. And I would encourage you to always have a good battery backup at all times. So if you've been listening to my stories here, one of the things I have been concerned about is the overreaction to pandemics, hurricanes, tornadoes. You know, I, I'm, I'm just being very blunt with you. We have so many Americans and people worldwide who are NPCs. They're non-player characters. They're just going through the motions. We have a tremendous number of people who are my peer group. They're baby boomers, and they'll do whatever anybody says because they're in fear of losing their pensions or their social security and 
oh, I've worked so hard and I don't want to work anymore. So whatever the government or whatever the employer says, I'm going to do. It just is what it is. And we have such a bifurcation and division in the world. It's, it's ugly. So if you have a medical condition, I met a lady, oh, several weeks ago. She has a legitimate righteous medical condition where she will not take certain types of medications or vaccines, et cetera. She has an issue. I'm not going to get into it. It's not, none of your business. But she shared it with me. I said, yeah, I understand that because I read a lot. I mean, an insane amount. And I realized that not everybody was created equal. Sometimes God has a funny sense of humor. And as a result, you need to know how to take care of yourself. Okay, so I know that may sound like a surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And as Gomer says, Yeah, so it just is the way it is, right? But, you know, what happens when Publix or when dixie or Albertsons or Walmart or Sam's or Costco says, yeah, you're not allowed in unless you have proof that you had a vaccine? I mean, think about it. We're getting close to that. I'm not a conspiracy buff. I've, I read online. I read both sides of the issue. I look at it. I'm telling you there are people out there, especially growing here in the United States, I've, we need to have FEMA camps. Lock people up because they haven't been vaccinated. There are some who are saying they, we need to euthanize those who have not been vaccinated. You have people in London who have been saying this in England for more than just a few months. But I follow facts. I'm just telling you I follow facts. I don't care what somebody says. I follow facts. And frankly, a lot of what I see... Shame, shame, shame. You, you got you to gotta sit back and go, okay, that, that sounds good. Um, but what is the efficacy? What, how effective is it? And I'm going to give you one other item because we're talking about how I do what I do when I'm out running around. You have to ask yourself this question, where are things headed? So, as you know, literally up until just a few days ago, I was in the process of having, uh, I was actually going to have my, uh, my uh, Sprinter van built in, in Dallas, Texas, and I went ahead and canceled my travel plans to Dallas. And I told the guy, here's the problem. Uh, even though I will do that, my concern is this lockdown can get ugly. And my philosophy is that I think a lot of people who are in positions of formal authority where they can tell the government to come in and lock you up, or these big giant corporations where basically, I mean, so much in the world is controlled by big corporations, that they can literally say, no, you're persona non grata, you're not coming in. So I made the determination on Saturday, it was actually on Friday, but it's actually Saturday, I made the, the phone call, I said, I'm going to put a hold on the, on the thing, and I explained it, guys, I totally understand, I, I completely understand, I feel the same way, because, I mean, could we face checkpoints? I mean, if you, have you ever driven to California? You know that there are checkpoints when you go from Nevada to California. They check your car. They have the right to search it for, for various fruit. They're always looking for, you know, the fruit flying, all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I've been 
I've, I've traveled a lot. I've been to a lot of checkpoints. I've been, um, I'll give you an example. When I went to the uh, Super Bowl right after September the 11th, uh, the, the one that took place in New Orleans, when I flew out, I was in a suit and tie, and I got off work, got on a plane. I got to Tampa International Airport, and I was basically um, raped for all practical purposes. I was just picked out. It was my number, and they wanted to know. I literally, questions were like, why aren't you carrying more luggage? Why are you wearing a suit and tie? It was, it was pretty obnoxious. And I even identified myself as a former law enforcement officer. I said, run me. I still have a, I still have a clearance. And whatever. I'm not even going to didn't make any difference. They were complete. Um, I won't use the full word, but let's just say they were uh, a-holes. Okay. Same thing happened to me up in, uh, let's see, what happened? It was a woman in, let me think about this for a second. She was with TSA. We were in Sun Valley. So we flew out of uh, uh, Bellevue. No, we flew out of a Ketchum. We flew out of Ketchum and my wife went through, we had our computers, and the woman said to me, you're not going through, you know, you're going to have to get patted down and you need to turn your computer. I said, my wife just went through. She said, it doesn't make any difference. I said, what do you mean it doesn't make? You had her ticket, you got my ticket, what's going on? And she was one of these women who probably wanted to retire but couldn't, and she just had that attitude. She was probably in her late 50s, early 60s, looked at me and just said, yeah, no, you're going to get, you're going to get it. Called the guy over. Said, this guy's giving me a hard time. I said, no, I'm not. I'm retired law enforcement. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Get me a supervisor. I want to know why you're picking me out and not my wife. My wife is standing there saying, what are you doing? And she's giving him business cards. Hey, I'm an attorney. We'll sue you. She said, doesn't make any difference, sweetheart. Women never do anything. It's always the men that blow up the planes. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. So you want to know why I got a heartburn for TSA? If you work for TSA, up yours. Because it's just so unbelievable it is what it is what it is. I mean, like, hey, you know, you never had a suicide bomber. It was a female or a kid, right? Uh, what are you going to do? So what am I saying to you? I've limited my travels, and I'm using, we're going to continue to do digital online because I'm really concerned about the safety of traveling and things getting more and more locked down. I've been watching uh, Sturgis. I'm not in Sturgis. I've posted a couple of videos on Facebook about Sturgis. I've got all the cameras. Going. I'm enjoying watching all the guys running around, but they're all a bunch of old boomers. We call them sad dads on their motorcycles. Very few young people, in my opinion. There are some younger guys, but generally it's a group of, of you know, 35 and older sad dads that are, you know, playing tough guy out there and, and running around. Listen, Sturgis is a cool thing to do. If you haven't been there for the motorcycle rally, you got to go. Okay, go through the Black Hills. It's fantastic. But these people aren't going to stand up and, and, and do anything. They're not. Nobody's going to stand up to the government and say, up yours, what happened to the Constitution? Because people in this country, the majority, are willing to go the route of extreme communism. You don't need free speech if it's going to interfere in somebody's rights. You can't be heterosexual if it's going to potentially violate somebody's desire to be something other than that. I mean, the, the pendulum is weird. I mean, it's really weird. I happen to be a white guy. I happen to be, you know, a white guy that's 6'2", 215 pounds, a white guy that lifts weights, a white guy that tends to have a little more money than most people, somebody who maybe is a little bit more articulate than most. 
I mean, I'm hated by some of these people out there. I don't want to run that risk. I have clients that are dependent upon what I do. So guess what? Other than going to Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville occasionally to see some folks up there, going up to the Panhandle, I'm not leaving the state right now. Not leaving. I don't go to sporting events. I don't go to ball games. I don't go to baseball games. I, I view as a target. In fact, I'm even in the process probably getting rid of my big Mercedes, all of them, because you start to become a target. You say, now, wait a minute, you're carrying this to an extreme. Am I? Am I carrying it to an extreme? I don't need to be a target. So we're going to do a little bit more low profile. So instead of carrying my beautiful Bosca leather um, legal briefcase, I'll carry a, a, a shoulder bag. I'll carry my messenger bag. I have lots of suits, but instead of wearing suits, I'll tend to be more in, you know, a blazer, an open shirt, no tie, maybe I have a pocket stuffer, you know, matching or a, a complimentary pants. You see where I'm going with this thing? Instead of wearing wingtips, I'll figure some other kind of a, of a soft shoe because the world is kind of weird. Now, when I travel with security, no, I do whatever I want to do. And I, I do that periodically. But my point being is, for those of you who are out running around doing business, look at what I've put together. This thing works. I challenge anyone to be able to do the kind of work, the amount of work that I do in the time I do, because, well, I use what I'm doing, either using the mobile 16, um, and there's other items I put in this, or my mobile 10. They work. So with that, what do you say we dance out of here? And uh, finish up in just a minute. So you may not have ever thought about how to put things together as, as, as well as I've done this. There are other things that we have. I have a snap scan, for example, in the office I use a lot. There's just a lot of cool tools. But what I don't have showing you here is one of the other items is I have a little leather case that has my highlighter, has a red pen. And speaking about the fountain pens that I talked about, I have the ballpoint and I have the fountain pens. My Mont Blanc has always got green ink in it. My roller ball has blue ink and the other fountain pen has black ink. And that's it, just one of those things where when you want to impress somebody and you can pull out different ink colors and different pens, it's like, whoa, most people haven't seen the kind of bright blue that I have or the bright green. And that simply stands out. So with that, let's get out of here and uh, have a good day. Join me tomorrow for another edition of the Paul Truesdale Podcast. This has been the Paul Truesdale Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdale Companies at truesdale.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdale Companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. Oh, 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 oh,